you found it. A Scoop of Life is a podcast produced by Square One World Media and features Cheryl Coop as host and storyteller. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Cheryl Coop, and I am thankful that you have taken time to listen. This is the second year of my weekly podcast, and each episode is a mix of one of my personal stories, music from a variety of Canadian artists, and concludes with a brief spiritual insight. I hope that as you listen, you not only enjoy the episode, but sense God's deep love for you and how your story can intersect with his. The title of this episode is Meet You on Broadway. What is one job you had where you may have been over your head? After a glorious time of attending school in Estes Park, Colorado, it was time to come home and get a job to clean up the small debt I had incurred for school, which was actually a generous loan from one of my older sisters, but needed repayment as soon as possible. In those days, the newspaper was the place to look for job opportunities, and so I scoured it night after night looking for some. Several jumped out at me, so I prepared a resume, letter of introduction, and personally dropped off the envelopes to several companies that were hiring. The first company that called me in for an interview was located in one of the tall skyscraper buildings of my city and was to be held in the large boardroom of this company that was looking for an administrative assistant. I remember taking the transit bus there, the long, frightening elevator ride up to the 15th floor, and then stepping out into a busy office where very well-dressed men and women were running around looking very important. I was escorted to the large, dark wood-paneled boardroom with floor-to-ceiling windows on one side that overlooked the city all lovely, but feeling somewhat austere to me. I was asked if I wanted anything to drink, and then was shown which plush leather chair to sit in while I waited for my interview to begin. It seemed like hours before someone came. I'm sure it wasn't. And as soon as the door opened, I felt my throat begin to close and my breathing become very shallow and rapid. The tall, stately gentleman introduced himself, and then the interview began. Shortly after it started, and I had only answered a few questions, the man asked if I was an American and if I had permission to work in Canada. What? Why was he asking me that? I politely responded that I was a Canadian and wondered why he wondered about my citizenship. He then told me that my southern drawl was so strong he thought I was from the USA. Inwardly, I laughed for I realized that my school year in Colorado had caused me to pick up the accent of my friends from the Deep South, Tennessee and Louisiana, to name just a few states they were from. But outwardly, I kept as cool of a demeanor as possible and answered all his questions. Thankfully, the interview was finally over, and I was informed that within the next three to five days, I would be told of whether I was the candidate that secured the position or not. My next interview was a few days later, and it took place at a six-story building just at the start of Broadway Avenue, which then was the financial heart of our city. 
This insurance company was looking for a mail clerk, and I was certain I would be able to get the position, for how hard could it be? My interview went well with the two gentlemen that interviewed me, and after it was done, my heart was set on getting this position versus the one I had interviewed for previously. Sure enough, the insurance company on Broadway called first to let me know I was hired for the mail clerk job and wanted me to start immediately. I was so excited and agreed to take the position. In my new suit, high-heeled pumps, and very itchy pantyhose, I started the position with the insurance company and loved meeting everyone that I delivered mail to. Some would have conversation with me, others would just smile and take what I was delivering, but overall it felt like a comfortable place to work and great people to work with. After three weeks of delivering the mail, my supervisor met with me and informed me that the manager of one of the divisions of the company had his eye on me and wanted me to be promoted to working as his administrative assistant. I could hardly believe my ears. A promotion and a position that looked very interesting to me. With the promotion, I was informed that the company would be training me in different aspects of insurance, and if I wanted, I could attend university in the evenings, and they would cover the cost of my classes. Wow, all this, a raise and benefits too. I felt like I had hit the jackpot. The position was challenging but enjoyable and allowed me to get to know several of the other women I was working with. We became friends and soon I was being invited to join them for lunch, invited to their parties on the weekend, and invited to their wedding showers and ceremonies too. It felt so good to have a group of people who were not only my colleagues but friends as well. After eight months at this position, my manager asked me to meet with him about another opportunity that the company wanted to offer me. With a bit of fear and trepidation, I met with him. He was very excited as he told me that the company was diversifying and moving into group insurance and needed a core team to become the ones to move that new type of insurance forward. My manager had been asked to be the executive over this new division and was told to build a team around him. He now wondered if I would be part of that team and handle all the group insurance quotes for companies that were going to be approached to move their employee insurance plans from their present provider company to ours. Wow, what an opportunity! Wow, how terrified was I to even think about such a promotion. You see... I was terrified because the new position would require a lot of calculation, and although most of it was just basic math skills, it still required math skills. And in grade 10 of high school, I had a math teacher that was so despondent with my abilities in math that he advised me never to take a job that involved numbers of any kind and to stick to the social sciences. The remarks of this teacher now were front and center in my heart and mind, and I shuddered at the thought of ever being able to handle this new promotion. So I kindly declined the offer from my manager and wished him well in his new position. To my surprise, he told me he would not accept my no, and he would give me some time to process my response, and I was to get back to him after a week or so. What to do? I was so afraid of failing and felt completely inept for the tasks before me. Talking with my parents was somewhat comforting, but did not make the way any clearer for me. 
They assured me of their prayers, and I decided I should be praying about this all too. The time came to advise my manager of my decision, and with much fear and trembling, I now said yes to the position. My manager, who was quite stoic, could not help but be delighted and not only hugged me, but told me he was sure I would be a great addition to his team. His encouragements and belief in me helped the terror to settle, and now I was in another new position, feeling completely over my head and wondering what in the world I had gotten myself into. The new division of the company was given its own space, and initially there were only three of us in the division, my manager, a group insurance industry expert, and me. The salespeople had done a fine job of getting leads on companies that were willing to consider us as their group insurance provider for their employees. And so my first call was to a company with over 1,500 employees. I was to look at their present insurance package and then calculate how we could provide the same benefits but at a lower price. Although I had had sessions on how to do this all, when it came time to work in real time with a real company on a possible real contract, let's just say the shock of it all hit me hard. Somehow I made it through the conversation with that first company's group insurance manager and provided a full estimate of cost to them within a week. My calculations were vetted by the group insurance industry expert and apparently were correct. As a result of these calculations and a better set of employee benefits offered at a lower cost, had this company sign on with us as their group insurance provider. To say we partied and celebrated this first sign-on is an understatement. However, now the bar was set on what we were going to do and the opportunities came fast and furious. So much so that within three months, I received an assistant to help me with the quotes that we needed to send out to compete for business. Every time we landed another company's group insurance benefits, we would celebrate, and I would marvel at how my terror was now replaced by jubilation and a strong sense that I could do this and do it well. My two and a half years with this insurance company were amazing. I learned so much about the business, myself, and how when encouraged and supported, I could tackle things way beyond what I thought was possible. The song, For Such a Time, by Charmaine Champion Brown, talks about how when we follow Jesus, we can find ourselves in places for such a time as this. Charmaine is a singer-songwriter from Western Canada.
How do you tell people around the world about Jesus? There are screens everywhere on televisions, computers, tablets, and phones. And even before kids know how to read, they know how to click the buttons to play their favorite shows. Online, on air, or in print, media reaches people of all ages, anytime and any place. Shouldn't you have a message worth sharing? To help us spread the gospel, visit squareoneworldmedia.com. To hold a position that involved using math skills that once were challenged by a high school teacher was not where I thought I would be employed at 19 years of age. However, God knew something I did not. When we say yes to God, we often find ourselves in places we could not imagine, yet experiencing the most wonderful things we could not imagine either. Having the encouragement and support from others, cheering me on made accepting this challenge a lot easier. Knowing that my manager believed in me and thought I could do it was also such an encouragement. Jesus called his disciples from the most unlikely of people and invited them into a life of following him that they could not imagine. 
Jesus believed in his disciples and that they could do things they never thought possible, both when he was with them and when he left them. Let me read from the book of Mark, chapter 1, verses 16 to 27 from the New Living Translation. For this is where Jesus calls his first disciples to follow him. And then what they witnessed after they make the choice to follow him, perhaps causing them to question their decision to say yes to following him. Verse 16 and on. One day, as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew throwing a net into the water, for they fished for a living. Jesus called out to them, Come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed him. A little farther up the shore, Jesus saw Zebedee's sons, James and John, in a boat repairing their nets. He called them at once, and they also followed him, leaving their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men. Jesus and his companions went to the town of Capernaum. When the Sabbath day came, he went into the synagogue and began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching, for he taught with real authority, quite unlike the teachers of religious law. Suddenly, a man in the synagogue who was possessed by an evil spirit cried out, Why are you interfering with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus reprimanded him. Be quiet, come out of that man, he ordered. At that, the evil spirit screamed, threw the man into a convulsion, and then came out of him. Amazement gripped the audience, and they began to discuss what had happened. What sort of new teaching is this? they asked excitedly. It has such authority. Even evil spirits obey his orders. The news about Jesus spread quickly throughout the entire region of Galilee. Jesus believes in us and calls us to follow him, sometimes into things that feel way over our head. Knowing that he loves us and will be with us, are we willing to follow where he leads? Thank you for listening, and I hope you come back each week to hear another episode. To keep in touch, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and the website www.ascoopoflife.com, which is spelled A-S-K-O-O-P-O-F-L-I-F-E. Not with a C like in a scoop of ice cream, but with a K as in my nickname, Scoop. I would love to hear from you your thoughts on the podcast, any questions you may have, or things you would like me to pray about for you. 